Welcome to Insider Coaching for Educators, where we explore the insider knowledge that coaches gain from doing the work with diverse groups of teachers and educational leaders. Join us in mindfulness practice and conversation to delve into those pieces of insider knowledge that we've all learned along the way. Whether you've been coaching for one month or for 20 years, we're so glad you're here and we're thrilled to be learning with and from you. Welcome to our latest episode of Insider Coaching for Educators, our podcast for coaches by coaches. We're so glad that you could be with us. As we're recording today, it is a kind of dreary, rainy day, but who knows what it'll be like when we're actually launching this episode. (laughs) This week's Insider Coaching Wisdom is shared by one of my, Laura's, friends and colleagues, Sandra Taylor Marshall. Sandra is a longtime educator and coach, and she currently coordinates and teaches within the online student-centered coaching certificate program at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Recently, Sandra shared a video with me in which she introduced herself to her students and revealed to them that she is a childhood cancer survivor. In a separate email, she said to me, I haven't always been willing to be vulnerable or to share my story. That's been quite recent. I've always thought people would think I'm looking for sympathy, which is absolutely not the case. Rather, I'm looking to empower other students, teachers, everyone, because our experiences shape who we are, how we show up, and the ways we interact with others. The cancer and everything related to it has truly helped shape who I am today. Sandra, Thank you for sharing those powerful words with your students, with me, and with our insider coaching community. So what we're going to talk about today, uh, I'm super excited to talk about, and I know you are too, Laura. Uh, We're going to be talking about the idea that you have to bring your whole self to coaching, that you can't just wall off part of you and coach without bringing your heart, soul, and mind with you. Yeah. And that's something that, um, you know, I didn't think real, I didn't really think about until the last few years. I think, um, I was so focused on being a coach, um, and doing the work of a coach correctly and making sure that I respected the teachers that I was working with that I forgot that sometimes um, bringing more of myself to the coaching role, meaning sharing a little bit about who I was, um, what some of my interests are outside of coaching, what some of the struggles are that I faced over the years as both a teacher and a coach. And I'd forgotten that bringing some of those pieces into the work actually helped the teachers I was working with to see me as more real and more authentic. And that's something that's really important to me. For sure. I think that one way that we can bring ourselves into the coaching, our full selves into the coaching is to get connected with our full selves. So let's take a moment to do that through a brief mindfulness practice. Take a moment to sit up nice and tall or stand up tall if you're walking or standing. If you can close your eyes comfortably, go ahead and do so. 
And take a moment to gather up all of the parts of yourself. Throughout our days, we presence certain parts of our personalities more than others, certain parts of our skill sets more than others. Take these few minutes here to notice all of the parts of you and to bring all of the parts of you together integrated into one whole person. This whole person includes the parts that you're proud of, the parts that are easy to love, the parts that you interact with frequently, as well as those that remain unseen to many that you wish were different, that you try to avoid. All of these parts of you make up the whole you and the whole you is worthy, is loved and is enough. Bring your hands to rest on top of your heart. Gently bow your head, honoring this whole you. Sending yourself love, compassion. And then release your hands, lift your chin, and join us back in the space. Thanks for sharing that, Nicole. Today was a day that I particularly needed that that grounding. Um, I started very early this morning with some incredible team meetings, um, and uh, I'm grateful to have an opportunity to coach some really dynamic teachers. But they're they're also dealing with a lot of really difficult stuff right now outside of school as well as inside of school, and so being able to connect with them on that level. It has been really, I'm very grateful for doing that. But if I'm going to expect them to be open and authentic and vulnerable with me, then I need to also be open, authentic, and vulnerable with them. Exactly. And you just can't do that if you're trying to keep pieces of yourself hidden in some way, shape, or form. So Nicole, what's one of those pieces of yourself that you have that you now know you need to share with your coaching colleagues and clients? I think one of the biggest things that I found was really important for me to share was when I was feeling unsure about something or nervous, like it was always very useful for me to say, I know that this is like, this feels scary to me to start to talk about. So I'm sure that it feels scarier to you because you're actually the people who are like rubber meets the road with it, right? Like I get to talk about it in theory and it's making me nervous. So if that's the case, like being able to share my trepidation perhaps, or just like general, like 
that that line between excited and and scared and letting people know that that I'm feeling it as well, I think has been really helpful in getting them to then share what it is that they're nervous about. Cause I think oftentimes you just get that like shut down when people get scared. And I think if you can open up, I have found that in opening up that space by first sharing my concerns or my nervousness that I get like real, I'm scared. This is going to make me look stupid. I'm scared. I'm not going to be able to do it. And I'm going to fail in front of my students, you know, not just like, I just don't want to do that. I think it's dumb. Yeah. I, that really resonates with me because I, I teach an online course that I've taught for a number of years now. And that actually helps me keep my finger on the pulse of, um, those moments you know, where everything has been planned and then something happens and unravels the entire plan. Or when um, I'm just really, really having a hard time getting through to one of my students mm-hmm. or, and by getting through, I mean, as much engaging with them in a way that is reflective and thoughtful and in a way that allows me to better understand what they're feeling and experiencing in my course. And so that's, that's really helped me, um, helped me a lot is actually naming those things. Yeah. You know, Go ahead. Oh, even, I was just going to say that even though those are happening in a very different space from the space in which I'm coaching, being able to bring that in and acknowledge some of the challenges that I still face as a, as an instructor myself, I think has helped me. Yeah. I think anything that we can do to, to humanize ideas and processes are super helpful. Are there other things that you can think of or like ways that you've shared about yourself or of yourself that has helped you with your coaching? Sure. I, I actually, um, I think that just in the last few years, um, I finally shared with people an aspect of me, you know, that's, that's really important and powerful, which is that I'm a musician and I'm a creative, uh, I'm a songwriter. I've been a songwriter for a long time. That's how I deal with maybe challenges I'm, I'm facing in my own life. And for a long time, I didn't tell anybody that because I thought that as a coach, my focus had to be solely on the person getting to know the person who I was coaching Mm -hmm. um, or the groups of teachers that I was coaching within the teams. And it was all about them and it is all about them. It should be all about them. But I think I did that to an extreme where I wasn't taking the time to share those little pieces about myself that I think made me more human to them. And, um, an added challenge I have, and this is going to sound silly, but because I have my PhD, when people see sometimes the doctor in front of my name or the PhD behind my name, I think they tend to make assumptions about the way that I will present myself when I'm working with them. So that is, I realize that it's even more important for them to see me as a whole individual and not just the person who's coming to do this one particular kind of work with, with them at their schools. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so cool that people may not know or may not have 
paid attention to the fine print in our podcast, but Laura's the one who composed and performed the music that leads us in and out of each of our podcasts. So it is lovely to have such a nice talent to be able to share with everyone. I think that's awesome. And truly to be able to combine it, to be able to combine my love of songwriting and of coaching is honestly a dream for me. So Nicole, thank you for giving me that opportunity. I'm incredibly grateful. Oh, it's awesome. I'm, I, I like have not a musical bone in my body, so I'm just in awe of it all the time. Okay. <laughs> but one of the I, things that I realized that like that revealed about me um, and it's taken a while for me to figure this out is that part of the reason I love, um, I love to coach is because every new coaching relationship and every new coaching interaction requires the coach to be, um, supremely creative, mm -hmm. right. And responsive and reflective. And so there are actually a lot of similarities be to me between engaging yeah. in the creative process as it relates to music and engaging in the creative process and really responsive practices that are essential to being a good coach. Brene Brown in The Gifts of Imperfection, she talks about creativity and the way she talks about it, I think is really interesting because it brings together the two things you're talking about. It's like the idea of bringing together disparate ideas and bringing them together. She uses um, William Plomer's definition and he says it's the power to connect the seemingly unconnected. So not only are you creative musically and creative coachingly, but like you're able to make those connections between the two, too. So it's like triple whammy creativity. Yeah. And you know what, Nicole, it's interesting that you say that because that's been a struggle for me for a long time is that I have never been content with just doing one thing. <laughs> just working in one content area. I've always looked for ways to expand and it's sometimes hard to explain to people, to others, mm -hmm. why I always have so many seemingly disparate projects going on, even in my work as a coach. Um, and, but it's because that is, I think that is what I love to do, again, is to try to bring these seemingly disparate ideas together in ways that can truly inform the work and can deepen the conversations. And because I work now primarily with interdisciplinary teacher teams, again, that's like a dream come true for me because I'm in this morning, I was in a team that had engineering teacher. This was a high school group of there were seven people in the room, engineering teacher, two English teachers, one special education teacher, one um, advanced math teacher and Ophiad teacher and health teacher. So you can imagine the like amazing kind of ideas that that group of seemingly uh, disparate content areas brings to each other when they're sharing their work together. And um, I don't think I really made that connection until you just raised it. But I think the, the cool thing about that, too, is that if you can show up as you, that gives all of those different teachers permission to show up as themselves. And then the conversation's so much richer because there's not this hierarchy of like, 
Oh, well, I'm just a PE teacher. So what do I have to add to this conversation? We're talking about, you know, reading or whatever it is. Like, I think the more we as coaches show up authentically and set the stage for ourselves to be really ourselves, it just gives permission to everyone else on the team to do the same. And it opens up space for so much more to be created. Oh, I, I really, I really agree with you. And, um, it's truly amazing to see what these interdisciplinary teams of teachers are able to do when they're working together around one person's assignment. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what they do is they get together. We have certain protocols that we use and they, um, they help one teacher who happens to be presenting that particular day to improve their instruction. And it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And I think it helps remind me also why coaching was so much co more comfortable for me um, than some other roles that I might have taken on in leadership, because I, never wanted to be the person who is seen as knowing more than others because I am inspired most when I'm learning from other people. And so coaching for me is such an amazing opportunity to truly be learning all day, every day from the teachers who I'm working with. And I know, Nicole, you and I have had this conversation before, so I know you feel similarly. Yeah. For sure. I feel like the other piece of that for me is like, I am very interested in having influence over people, but not any, even remotely in having any sort of power. Like I don't want to be the person making the final decision. I don't want to be the person necessarily, sometimes I'd like to be charting the course, but like, I don't want to always be in charge of like saying that's where we're going. I'd like to chart the course as to how we're going to get there perhaps, but I don't want to like put a flag in the ground and say, that's it. I want to be able to say like, all right, we've got all of this knowledge now. Let's figure out how to move forward. Which again, I think is both you and I really knowing ourselves well and bringing what we are and who we are into the role so that we choose the right role for ourselves as well. Like it's not just about in the individual coaching conversations, it's in the like decision to become a coach as well. Right. It, it, it really, really is. And I'm, you had a um, quote you wanted to bring in from Abby Wambach. Do you think that's oh. relevant right at the moment? I think it very much might be. She's uh, so this is from her book, Wolfpack. And she is talking about one of the coaches that they had, um, and she came in, this coach came in and like pulled out a guitar and sat down and started singing. And the whole team was sort of like, whoa, what's that all about? And then like everybody sort of started to understand who she is. And this was, this was Abby's take on it. She taught us that real leaders know who they are and bring every bit of themselves to whomever they lead. Real leaders don't mimic a cultural construct of what a leader looks, sounds, and acts like. They understand that there are as many authentic ways to lead as there are people. 
I love that. And that is not often the message that we get from society, right? No, not at all. Not at all. But that is certainly um, something I've uh, really attended to recently. And if you're not familiar with um, Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach's podcast called We Can Do Hard Things, I'd invite you to check it out because their whole podcast is devoted to talking about how, how we can find our authentic selves and celebrate our authentic selves and show up as our authentic selves. Yeah. And I think in our work as coaches, doing that allows us to establish a different kind of credibility that then gives our teachers permission to be vulnerable in the way that we all need to be vulnerable in order to truly change our habits. Exactly. So as we wrap things up, we'd like you to take some some action by sharing with us on our social one important aspect of yourself that you haven't brought into your coaching relationship. Please share them with us on our social, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or check us out on our website, Insider Coaching for Educators with the number four. See you next episode.